Hello and welcome to the Mind Springs podcast with me, Alastair Appleton. I hope you enjoy what you hear, and if you'd like to find out more about us, then visit mind-springs.org. Yes, I mean, I, <clears throat> there's a lot to say about the ego. That's why I'm slightly worried about introducing it on the last day. Um, you know, in many ways, this, this practice is part you know, and again, I know a lot of you are not Buddhists, so I don't want to get too much into the whole Buddhist philosophy, but this practice is part of the Buddhist path, which is to do with recognizing the emptiness of ego. That, in some senses, the ego is a very specific mechanism in our experience. You know, you could probably go around the room and say, what, what is ego? And everyone would come up with a different answer. But in Buddhism, it's a very specific thing that we're talking about. It's not just, oh, you know, showing off. or you know, um, Even Winnicott's idea of a false self. It's much more of, it's more of a technical thing that's to do with identification. Shall I go here or not? <laughs> do, I mean, is this something, do you think this will just be too much? I don't want to go into it. Um, one of the problems when people talk about ego and like, okay, so you know, there's, you know, one of the key cause, uh, concepts in, in Buddhism is like there's no self. And this confuses people a great deal. Because, well, you know, what do you mean there's no self? Here I am, you're talking all about being in the body. Um, how can there be no self? Well, what we're talking about is a very particular habit of the human mind that gets us into a lot of trouble. And you can think of, there's a wonderful um, wisdom teacher called Locke Kelly, who um, is not, not in Reggie's tradition, but <clears throat> talks very beautifully about this. He says that there are basically five levels of ego. You want, <laughs> you want an explanation that always has to have levels. So there are five levels of ego. So the first level, if you like, or the first state of ego is just the body, the fact that we have human bodies. So we have limbs, we have arms, we have a head, we have a spine. You know, there's the whole, just the whole biological reality of having our individual body that was born out of our mother's womb, that grew up and is now sitting in the peace hall. Here it is. So this is, this is not a problem. This is not what this is not the problematic part of, of the self. This is real and existing. This is just a fact. And then there is what he calls the ego functions, so the bodily functions. So everything that the body does is also not a problem. So uh, desiring, seeking, um, lusting, having thirst, having hunger, thinking, having emotions, having a will to do things, seeking kind of safety. All of these are packed up in, in, the, in the process of having a human body. This is also not a problem. And then there is our historical, personal ego, which is everything that we have conditioned our, our body to believe and feel through our education, through our upbringing, through our nationality, through our schooling, 
So through traumas and knocks that we've had, so things that we've learned from people, this also is not a problem, paradoxically. This is just how we are in the world. And then the fourth level is the fact that we are self-reflexive creatures. That's probably uniquely in the animal kingdom, we have this ability to think about ourselves as a, a, an object in the world. So we, are, we, we have this facility of consciousness that is able to reflect back on itself. This is also not a problem. So none of these first four layers are problematic. They are what we work with when we come into our body, when we come into the somatic reality. They are all features of our unique being. The fifth level is problematic because the fifth level is what he calls ego identification. And this is, and you have to follow carefully here, this is when the fourth level, the ability to reflect on ourself, starts to believe that one of the other three levels, i.e. our body, our history, or our, um, our ego functions, is fixed and permanent. That somehow my hunger, or my trauma, or my thoughts, or my history, or my parents, or my, um, my ability to think, or emote, or my desires, that somehow this is it. This is the reality. This is me. This is self. And it's that identification that is the problem. Because when we identify with any part of the, the other sections, then things get frozen and jammed and stagnant. <coughs> and it becomes, in, it becomes no longer alive. We are identifying with a fraction of what our experience is, and we are making that a self. But the practice of meditation is really about dissolving that identification, coming back into the reality of those other layers, and just enjoying them. So we don't have to make a self. We don't have to identify with one part. We can just enjoy the flow and free fall of our unique karmic patterning in the world. And that's what we should be proud of. And that's what we should celebrate and live from. Not this limited, small identification with one usually erroneous element. Well, the, the, the Buddhist uh, view is that you don't need to have any anchor points. Because anchor points are a distortion of reality. Because the, your career or your children are not the center of your life. There is no center to your life. Life is a, a circle without circumference. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> it's, uh, as soon as I get to maths, it all goes wrong. <laughs> That, you know, this, as, soon as, as soon as we identify with any element of our life, then it just becomes no fun. It just becomes like, oh, then it's fixed. And if it's not what I've identified with, then it's a problem. Or if it's too much of what I've identified with, then it's a problem. You know, that's, it's a problem. But when we don't identify, but we just enjoy, 
then there are no problems. And most importantly, then we can help other people because we are in the river of, of existence and we are swimming with everybody else and we're not like clinging on to our little rock, pushing other people away. We're flowing, we're with the whole picture, but we're not <coughs> negating ourselves. We don't have to negate our body, our desires, our sexuality, our hungers, our appetites. We don't have to negate our emotions, our feelings, our thoughts, our habits, our desire, our will. All of these things are natural, but we don't need to fixate on any of them. Thank you for listening and please do join us again for more podcasts from MindSprings. You can find out more about us and our work at mind-springs.org. That's mind-springs.org.